Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show we're talking about connecting with your calm centre. Now I know that uh, being mindful and being centred and being dropped in and being present are all you know buzzwords that are going around these days. So uh, my special guest today is actually going to help explain exactly what we're talking about um, and how to use this in your life. So please welcome my special guest, Mr. Steve Taylor. How are you, Steve? I'm fine, thanks. Hi, Natalie. Nice to be here. Yeah, great to, to have you here, all the way from the UK. It's always to have uh, great to have you know friends from overseas. Um, so um, what I might do is actually start with asking you what your story and your background is, and how you got into into writing a book about connecting with your calm center. Hmm. Uh, well, fr from a young age, I've always had a kind of quite strong spiritual aspect to my personality. Even when I was a teenager, I used to I was drawn to open spaces and to empty spaces, and I was drawn to commune with nature. And um, in my 20s, I had quite a lot of powerful spiritual experiences. And in my late 20s, that stabilized, and I sort of I became quite integrated and reached a kind of stable state of spiritual development. And then I began to write books. I began to write books about um, spiritual awakening and awakening experiences. And they, but they were prose books. I wrote books about psychology and spirituality. And I became a psychologist as well. I became a psychologist who specializes in spiritual awakening and spiritual experiences. So in my day job, um, three days a week, I am a psychologist. I teach students about transpersonal and spiritual psychology. But I've always uh, had a poetic, kind of literary side to my personality too, which is expressed in these, these poetic spiritual um, pieces in the Calm Center. Right, awesome. So tell me about your spiritual um, experience. Was there any particular um, uh, you know, teachings that you got that actually got you to, into this, or is this something that you were always just aware of? It was something I was always aware of. It was something innate. And I think my difficulty was when I was younger, I was aware of this spiritual dimension. But at the time, I didn't even know the word spiritual. So I didn't really understand it, and I felt quite estranged from the people around me. I felt quite different, and I found it hard to explain uh, these states I was experiencing. My family didn't understand them. My, you know, my schoolmates didn't understand them. So it took me a long time to understand what I was experiencing. So in my early 20s, I started to read books about spirituality. I started to be interested in Buddhism and Indian spirituality, and I recognized uh, what I was experiencing. So the, the experiences came first, and then I recognized them in spiritual traditions and, and, and other practices. Right. And so how long were you, um, like, like did you, were you able to find a community, or did you just um, start to connect with people through the work that you were doing? Uh, both, really. I mean, I, I was always drawn to meditative practices, so I learned meditation when I was in my early 20s. And, you know, I think when you get into spirituality, you naturally become drawn to people who have similar, similar interests. There's a kind of synergy and synchronicity which draws you towards those people, and people are drawn to you as well. So eventually, even if it takes some time, you, you find a, a community of like-minded people. Uh, so yeah, it took a few years, but eventually I did find that you know very strong, supportive community. Right. Um, and so in the book, we're talking about connecting to your, your calm center. What exactly is that? Uh, well, the phrase the calm center it really refers to two different things. 
one thing is the present moment is the calm center. Was one of the pieces in the book. It talks about how if you look into the future, sometimes you feel, you, sometimes you see uh, fear in the future, anxiety in the future. If you look into the past, sometimes you feel that you you see bitterness or guilt, difficult difficult experiences from the past. But when you look into the present, there is only your present experience. So it's a bit like if you're in a hurricane, the present is the calm center in the middle of the, the hurricane of your thoughts. You know, if you're having difficulty with your thoughts about the future and the past, you can return to the calm center of the present. And that's when you find clarity and contentment. But it also, it also refers to uh, the calm center within us too, you know, the essence of our being, the core of our being, beyond all our thoughts, beyond all our emotions, beyond all the attachments and all the habits we picked up in our lives. There's a, there's a pure essence of our being, which is also the calm center. Right. And is there a certain method or a certain way that we can connect to this essence of ourselves? Well, any situation where our minds begin to slow down, when the thought chatter of our minds begins to fade away, we naturally find ourselves drawn to the calm center. I think the calm center, because it's the, the essence of our being, it has a natural magnetic pull which draws us back into it. And it's a question of allowing that pull to manifest itself. So usually it, it requires a bit of quietness around you, relaxation. You know, it's not going to happen when you're busy at work. It's not going to happen when you're rushing home on the subway at night. It's usually going to happen in a, in a situation where you're relatively quiet, relatively calm. And any activity which allows your mind to slow down slightly, so it could be meditation, it could just be lying down and relaxing, it could be reading a book, it could be going for a run, it could be swimming, any activity which allows your mind to slow down a bit, then the gravitational pull of the calm center begins to work and you're, you're pulled back towards your essence. Yeah. Now it sounds lovely, but but why would it be? Uh, you know, why would people want to do this? <laughs> well, partly because it's that's when we begin to live authentically. You know, as we, as we grow grow up through our lives, as we become adults, as we grow older and have more and more experiences, we begin to pick up more and more attachments, more and more influences, and sometimes we lose touch with our core, we lose touch of with who we really are. And sometimes we need to clear away some of the clutter, clear away some of the concepts and some of the attachments in order to find out who we really are again. Right. And when we do that, there's a marvelous sense of ease and life begins to flow very easily. You know, a lot, a lot of the time life seems like an effort, you know, you're, you're trying hard, you're pushing to, to strive and move further forward. But when you get in touch with the calm center, you latch onto a flow. You know, you don't need to push, you can just flow, you can just swim with the river. And that's when things really begin to happen in your life, I think. That's when things begin to fall into place. That's when events and experiences which we desire deep down are attracted to us. That's when, you know, we latch onto this flow and the flow takes us in the right direction and life begins to, to work out for the best. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, you know we're getting to a, a place where 
we're still in calm enough so that we can then make more conscious decisions. You know? That's right, yeah. It, or it may even not be conscious in the sense that you know it may not actually come from our minds or from our thoughts. It yeah. may come from a place deep, deep down inside us. And we may we may not even be aware of ourselves making the decision. You know, in some way, the decision may be made for us by our deeper selves. Yeah. We may just find ourselves spontaneously moving in the right direction without realizing. Hmm. I know. I was actually at a, a, a like a women's meeting uh, last night, and um, one of the women was talking about how you know she has certain um, behaviors um, and thought processes and programs um, that she knows isn't working in her favor that she wants to release, she goes, but if I release that, well then who am I? Because that's who I am. But what you're talking about is connecting to a part of us that is not our personality because we think that we're our personality and we're our material possessions and we think the things that we've accumulated in our life, but that's not necessarily who we are. No, no, that's true. I would say that it's when we begin to declutter ourselves and begin to let go of these things, that's when we find out who we really are. There can be a kind of duality between this this created self, which comes from our experiences and our desires and our social interactions. That's like the, the superficial ego self, which we use to get by in everyday life. But if that self, that kind of superficial social self, becomes so powerful, too powerful, it can disconnect us from our true self. I think there should be a kind of flow, a kind of interaction between the, the ego self and the deeper self. When there is, that's fine, but it's when the ego self becomes too powerful and we become alienated from the ground of our being. That's when we, we begin to lose ourselves. We begin to feel that something's not right in our lives and life begins to go wrong in some ways. You know, events start not working out for us. Luck seems to be against us. But I think if we can remain attuned to our authentic, deeper self, then we, we, we never feel a sense of unease. We never feel that sense of, hmm... I'm not really living in the right way or I'm not really who I'm supposed to be. This doesn't feel right. But if we can remain in contact, there's, there's always a sense of, yeah, this is, you know, this is who I'm meant to be. This is the way life is supposed to go. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this type of work, Steve? Well, I've been writing books for over 10 years now. And my first book was called The Fall, which came out, it came out in 2005, so it was 10 years ago. And after that book was published, it led me to you know, become a speaker and to do workshops and talks. And that actually led me into academic work too. It led me into work as a psychologist and university lecturing. So it's been a, it's been a very um, entertaining ride over the last 10 years. Yeah. So um, have you noticed a, um, a quickening of the awakening of people's essence, or as people, I call it, that, you know, our soul. Have you have you seen a change in the amount of people that are now realizing there's something more, but they don't know what it is? Definitely, yeah. Certainly over the last 10 years, mm. I would say it's been one of the biggest cultural changes um, in recent times. I mean, I can remember in the 1990s, that's when I started to get interested in these things. And it was it was a kind of like a, a slightly vague undercurrent. There, were, there were just seemed to be a small minority of people who were interested in spirituality or self-development. But over the last 10 years, it's really exploded. You know, here in the UK, even, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the UK, mindfulness meditation is being practiced in the government, in the Houses of Parliament in the UK. So it's really part of the mainstream now. You know, in schools are using mindfulness meditation. 
in academia, there's a lot of interest in consciousness and self-development. And it's become almost part of um, you know everyday life now, which is which is yeah. fantastic. So I can imagine that you've worked with many different people over the years. What's some of the changes that you've seen um, in people or in their results they're getting in their life as a result of you know taking the time to be mindful and to connect to their calm center? Well, I think there's um, one of the main changes I've noticed is a reduction in stress and an increase in serenity and contentment. And also perhaps a, one of the changes, quite a subtle change, is people become less, superficially less ambitious in the sense that they, they don't strive as hard. But in, in a strange way, through not striving as much, they actually begin to achieve more. Yeah. Uh, somehow, I've noticed that when people strive really, really hard, if you're sort of pushing yourself too much, it somehow works against you. But if you relax and trust, I think trust is a, a very important um, component. You know, once you have that trust and you don't strive consciously as much, you kind of allow yourself to connect with that flow we were talking about earlier. Mm. Then things begin to, you know, life begins to run much more smoothly and people, they begin to live more authentically. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think that since I've started a, a more of a mindful practice uh, in every day, first of all, I feel alive. <laughs> you know, and actually, when you before you were saying that your first book came out in two thousand five, and I went, two thousand five was ten years ago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was five minutes ago. Um, but but everything I'm I'm feeling, I'm seeing, I'm you know, I'm not reacting, and I'm not just going through the motions. Mm. Um, and even something as basic as unpacking the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. can be a very you know mindful thing and it can be a very um, a mindful activity where I'm actually still you know I'm, I'm present and I'm just in this moment and appreciating yeah. and being grateful for what we have that's right yeah I think that's a big realization once you realize that spirituality or meditation whatever you want to call it that it doesn't have to be a separate aspect of your life you can bring it into your everyday life mm. you, know, you can be mindful whatever you're doing you know unpacking the dishwasher washing the dishes cleaning the house, driving the car, it can always be part of your life. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a never-ending process. Like, I believe that personal development is a lifelong process because mm. we're always, you know, and, and I know this is sort of a, a bit of a corny saying, but, you know, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm. Um, and I love what you say about how having the dance between the two because we are having human experience. So we yeah. want to experience those human things, but I think if we have a really good balance between the connection to our essence and our human experience, then those experiences are completely different. Um, yeah. and we find that they, they are much more enriching and really help us to expand into a better version of ourselves. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of the, the monastic way of life. You know, If you become a monk, you remove yourself from everyday life, from family life, and life becomes quite simple. It's a very restricted set of experiences. But it's, it's separating the spiritual and the material. It's separating the spirit from the everyday world. And that can cause a, probably cause quite a big imbalance in people. Yeah. If you can bring your spirituality into everyday life and integrate it very strongly, and it begins to infuse all of your experiences, it becomes much more enriching and much more integrated. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, um, it's been an awesome pleasure talking to you today. We've had a fantastic conversation. Um, now I know that uh, you know you have your book and everything out. Where if people want to connect with you or purchase the book or maybe work with you, how can they do that? 
Uh, well, the book is called The Calm Center, and obviously you can buy it through Amazon and different places. Yeah. Uh, but the main place is my website, which is Stephen M. Taylor. That's Stephen with a V, M for Mark. So it's StephenMTaylor.com. Uh, so people can take a look at my, my work there, some of my pieces and my essays and my books. And you can also, if you want to make, make contact, you can contact me through the website. Yeah, awesome. So guys, if you have been uh, listening to the show today and uh, if something is sparked in you, you know, something sort of woken up or there's something of interest here, I really encourage you to go to Steve's website. So if you're watching this, uh, the show online, you can just click to the banner to the side there. And if you're watching this on the app, just click on the banner underneath the video. And I also encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page and also make sure that you leave your email if you haven't done so already so that we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87 and I'd love to send it to you for free. So thanks again, Steve. Absolute pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thanks, Leslie. It was great. Thank you. Awesome. So guys, until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.